Hi. Hi, faggot. Hi, fellow faggot. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Uh, it's it's okay. Just it's okay. pretty scampy. Scampy. I feel like this is our scampiest episode. It yet. is pretty scampy. Yeah, we just had. We some, are like this is a fucking hurricane. We had some BTS uh, technical issues. Technical issues. We had some. Uh, you we had and some I. Some time management issues. Time management which are issues. totally my fault. No, no, not your fault at all. But um, that's what happens when you try to do eleven things at once. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Um. Yeah. So welcome to this professional podcast. Welcome to hosted by two professional podcasters. You're so fucking professional right now. Yeah, it's pretty insane. You fucking faggot. So (laughs) (laughs) that's starting to actually really offend people. So that's a conversation that we should have. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm open and ready. Yeah, I bet. I bet you are. So welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer. Oh, you're supposed to join in. I know my mic just shifted. Scampy. Professional. (laughs) The same word. (laughs) Welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer. That's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we are Dickwick. And we are just a just a podcast that just serves Just a few to, fags. Just a few fags chronicling the chatting, lives of queers and chatting. Chronicling. Queefing. Drinking. Occasionally. Prolapsing. Yeah, prolapsing quite often. I had a friend. <laughs> oh my God. I had a friend who uh, will remain nameless, but they were at a doctor's meeting and there was some medical thing happening where they were told that they had a prolapse. And they go, and the only fucking context I had for prolapse was your podcast, which is 100% unscientific. <laughs> so unscientific. <laughs> and they were like, I was so like we- it looks like a glue stick or something like that. I don't know. A what glue said. stick. <laughs> it's like loose flaps. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we are wrong often. So please do not be taking notes. <laughs> we're wrong so often. We're also doctors. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh. So. Okay, listen. Look and listen. <laughs> I was I was so resistant to saying that. Just shut up. But it's one more thing that we're stealing, but I, I know. Steal everything. Look and the listen. The world is meant to be stolen. We need to shout out to our mother podcast one hundredth other time. But yeah. my favorite murder. Thank you, mummies. Thank you, mummies, hosted by Karen and Georgia. They explicitly have said they hated being called mummy, so Thank you, mummies. Awesome. Tom's I was saying mummies as in like Like they're wrapped in like Like they dress up for Halloween. Yes, mummies. totally. I would agree. Um check us out on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Ooh. sort of. I retweeted something yesterday. <gasps> that's so I brave. just like went for it. <clears throat> I'm so proud of I you. I think it was Chrissy Teigen or something. She's fucking like, hilarious. Ooh, that's funny. Retweet. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I did that right. But the whole thing just crashed. Anyway, have a look if you want. And check us out on Patreon. 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 Um, scampy episode. Scampisode. Just get ready for Scampisode because Scamp. it's like We're running around. it's coming at you. We're having um, dumpster spaghetti. We're that's a tramp, not a what scamp. What the fuck? <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. Okay? Oh, oh, I went for an image. So, <laughs> what's your fucking color today? My color today is a yellow, like a goldeny yellow. Oh, like a golden like shower a golden yellow. Golden shower yellow. Yes. Oh, um, I can make that like a reality come to fruition. My color is a golden yellow because. I had a very bright and sunny day, and oh. it was cold outside, but the sun was shining in, and I like was oh, tanning and stretching. It's amazing. And also had like a plant-based day, like I was like oh. reading about plants for school, but then also like planting plants. So just a pretty good day, pretty sunshiny. Were you reading about plants? While I literally planting was. Plants? I literally was. The article that I was reading was for school, and it's about how I plant with you right in the now. 18th century. The plants were called hermaphroditic as well, and so like the binary sex system was more open in science. That's the most you thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just like planted some some seeds. What's your color? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) My color is, um, 
it's like a fucking like <laughs> rich brown. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking on wine. <laughs> Can you explain? I don't know. It's just like earthy and like dirty and <laughs> and like scampy. Scampy, like so, like so, like rummagey. Okay, I'm. I just have poo images with everything. No, no you poo, just no said. poo. I just was at a two-day conference for artist educators, mm. and it was just so um, inspiring in one way, and in another way, it was so just like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, what are we doing as artist educators? And like, we all need each other to exist because we all exchange business cards because we're like, we all need to work together because we're the like. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't work anywhere else unless it's with each other. So like earthy, like networking. Yeah. Like very grounded. But like dirty, like networking always makes me feel like dirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes me feel filth. Because it feels like I'm selling myself and buying other people. Like I felt like I was in the stock market while being an artist educator, while feeling the, you know, feeling our bodies and feeling our voices. I hear you. And on that note, you should follow us on Patreon and Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. I'm just kidding. I totally agree. It is. It's dirty. So there's a way though. There's a way to do it. There's a way. I think we did it the right way. But yeah, it was. It was fine. Where am I going with this? Brown. I, I brown. love it. I went right brown. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, I do you have anecdote corner? I wanted to ask. I don't think so. Oh, we should do a follow up from your birthday because on oh. your birthday episode we said that we we're gonna go out and get you frosted. Yes. And there was no frosting. Didn't had, happen. Unfortunately. Did you I was get surprisingly frosted? sober the whole... No, no, no. I, I, I didn't get frosted. Mm. I was surprisingly sober throughout the night, which is shocking because we were drinking mimosas and taking shots at noon. Yes. I also stayed no. sober. Yeah. Um, not sober, but I didn't barf. And I remember the whole night, which right. I feel like is a successful birthday. I felt like there was a lot of... I don't want to use the term babysitting, but whenever we have um, straight girls with us, which is fine, mm-hmm. I feel like I always need to be cognizant of how they're doing and how they're feeling. Right. Because I'm worried about... Sorry, not straight girls. Any girls. In in queer spaces especially. Like yeah, village, like, right? are you okay where you are? Do you feel safe? Are you having fun? Right. Do I need to facilitate more fun? Right. Which sort of, like, kills my um, buzz. Yes, totally. Totally, totally. <laughs> you also are that person for a lot of people. Yeah. And I see that in you, especially when you're hosting. I'm just like, you need to have 15 more drinks. Yeah, but for some reason, because it was your birthday, I felt like I was hosting it, which is ridiculous. But. I like that. I appreciate that. Our our friend group has a lot of those personalities, though. I feel like you can take a day off next time we go out. Yeah. Jesse, so, watch us. <laughs> Jesse, hold my purse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I was, I was, um, once we left, I was like, wait a second, it's three in the morning. Like I at least need to, you know, get my dick touched or something. So I'm carving that in your tombstone. I was, (laughs) I was chatting up this one, like dude named Diego and his friends were having none of me. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. But like, they were just like, you know, when you're unwanted in a group. Yes. Even though, like, even though Diego and I had a good sort of thing going on, yes. his friends basically were like, get the fuck out of here with their eyes. Was that when you went to, quote, go find a husband, end quote? Do you remember that? We were all dancing and Tom goes, oh, sorry, just a sec, I need to go find a husband. That's, that is. And then I find him yeah. just not dancing, but in the middle of the dance floor, like pivoting, like 360 pivoting. 
you would like your predator scan mode on and it was pretty predator How the alien dare you? predator the alien that was a sci-fi reference not that you are a predator sexually I thank like you for clarifying that you should probably cut that <laughs> Any who's all? Uh, any more? Oh, so you don't have any? Uh, I have an anecdote, but um, it's it's weird. My toenail fell off today. Just oh. like just sloughed off, just came off. Um, which coen- oh, excuse me. It coincided with me this morning, being like, I want to make a change and like go on a diet and like be healthy. So I watched these like culty YouTube doctor things and was like, I'm oh, gonna. God, that's so you. I was like, I'm gonna do a keto diet and intermittent fasting, and then my toenail falls off. And Jesse's like, it's the keto diet. Like you need to eat right now. <laughs> hours after. <laughs> Literally hours diet. after. Yeah. Um, are you okay? Honestly, I don't know. It was my pinky toe, and we don't have a great relationship as it is. No, no one does with their pinky toe. It, mine looks like it. My body couldn't decide if it needed it or not. You know yes, what I mean? mine like does too. Half yeah. in between. So I'm the sure nail it's... ends up looking like a a, a sliver of yes, cheese. Or exactly, something. and it's like. Spongy. Oh, not cheese. I'll take that back. Like. <laughs> the cheesy sliver. That's definitely what it is. <laughs> anyway, that's my anecdote. It's so queer, as you can tell. Um, I don't want to see it. Okay. I might show it to you nonetheless, but that's for another time. I guess I set myself up for that by yeah, saying I don't want to see it. You absolutely did. I, corrections corner. I have some corrections. I go need ahead. to go with it. Go ahead. So, first of all, I said I didn't know the name of an article that I was literally quoting from last week. Uh, for the Marsh P. Johnson uh, story. And the article was from the New York Daily News by Shana Jacobs. It was called The DA Opens Unsolved 1992 Case Involving the, quote, Saint of Gay Life, end quote. That was the article that I quoted rabble-rousing from. Okay. Would never say that by myself. So, yeah. Uh, I have more, but do you want to... Do you have some? No, I don't. Go okay. ahead. I have the Catholic one, but... Okay, so I have another Marsh P. Johnson-related um, correction... So last week I talked about the film The Death and Life of Marsh P. Johnson, which is a Netflix documentary. And we had an email from one of our listeners named Kate. Thank you so much, Kate, Love for you, this. Kate. Uh, sent me an article, sent us an article by uh, Travel Anderson. And it was called Trans Filmmaker, I don't know how to say this name, Rexia Raisha Gossett Accuses Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson, Creator of Stealing Work. So there's a controversy to the documentary that I was talking about. And apparently... Um, or sorry, Raina. It's Raina Gossett. I can't read my own writing. So Raina Gossett had accused David France of stealing parts of her work. She was working on a project called Happy Birthday, Marsha, and David France directed The Death and Life of. So her work got very little recognition, and she's a trans woman of color, and David France is a cis white gay man. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. So, uh, like, this story, I would just suggest everyone to also read the article, but basically, so Gossett talked about like the allegations that he stole it over Twitter. And here is what uh, she said. So she said, hashtag deep share, hashtag real truth. This week, while I'm borrowing money to pay rent, David France is releasing his multi-million dollar Netflix deal on Marsha P. Johnson. Uh, I'm still lost in the music trying to hashtag pay it no mind and reeling on how this movie came to be and make so much money off of our lives and ideas. David got inspired to make this film from a grant application video that Sasha and I made sent to Kalamazoo slash uh, Arcus Foundation Social Justice Center while he was visiting. He told people who worked there, I shit you not, that he should be the one to do this film, got a grant from Sundance using my language and research about Star, got Vimeo to remove my video of Sylvia's critical y'all better quiet down speech, ripped off decades of my archival research that I experienced so much violence violence to get had his staff call Sasha up at work to get her contract uh, to get her contacts then hired my and Sasha's advisor to our Marsha film Kimberly Reed to be his producer and it goes on um, oh shit it's really upsetting um, Fuck. it's like 
shockingly not shocking you know what i mean yeah um it seems very symptomatic it's on par with the world it is on par with the world uh but then so what what france replied to that was that the was that he had asked to connect them with the producer um and that he had like asked to share it since their projects were similar but different enough that he could share so that's what he's saying um and also i should say that uh sasha wartzel was the other person mentioned who was working with uh reina gossett and then this is what um david france said so he says in response to that excuse me quote racism and transphobia are hideous cancers by joining my voice to the campaign for marsh's justice i hope to amplify the call not complicate it and bring whatever attention i could draw to this history and those who defend it Oof. but i have complicated it nonetheless i know that history telling is not a zero-sum equation but funding and cultural power can be it is wrong that our projects have not received equal attention like yeah it's fucking wrong um but I don't, I honestly like, Oof. that's the tea. I don't know. Uh, and then last thing too, is that he's defending himself by saying that he was friends with Marsh P. Johnson when he worked at the Village Voice publication. So it's complicated, but again, like not shocking. And I'm obviously inclined to believe the trans woman of color who was ripped off by a fucking white cis man. So course, I don't know. Of course. Anyway, that's my correction. Ooh, which right. is like a whole other thing, but yeah. Thanks for that, Kate. I appreciate that. Please. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to always stay on top of it, but Kate's a very old, um, a very old. She's not <laughs> old. A very old, dear friend of mine, and uh, she has a lot of interesting things to say. So I can't wait to get her on here. Yes, that's exciting. Call out to you, Kate. Yeah, my correction is only. Um, remember when I went on the tirade about how Catholic schools get public funding? You the, going on a tirade about Catholicism? Ontario no. government. So, um, I said, what percentage of Ontarians are Catholics anyway? And so that, that is, uh, 31.2%. Yes. If you need to know. But I will say that that's 31.2% of Ontarians have been baptized. So uh, just to bring things into light, I have been baptized. Right. And I definitely don't consider myself a Catholic. Yeah. I have no idea how the census actually gathers that data. Um, not that that's, not that that changes anything. E- even the fact that thirty-one percent of the population gets publicly funded for their religion is, I think, really fucked up. But yeah, totally. Come for me if you want to. I hope people do, Tom. Uh, also, it's worth mentioning too that in two thousand and one, the number was thirty-five percent, and then ten years later, it dropped down to thirty-one percent. Right. So interesting demographics. I know uh, Jezebel Bardot, who we want to get on, mm. wants to come for me for this. So Ooh. we may as well hash that out. We may as well hash that out. You should she's say as, a, she's, she works for the Catholic board. Say as many problematic things now. Yeah. yeah so right. Jezebel can yeah. take note. Well, Be- we still <laughs> are shy of 3,000 listeners. Cool. Holla. Um, sorry, before I move on, last thing I want to say in listening to last week's episode, I wasn't explicit in saying that uh, Marsh P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera were both trans women themselves um, and use the term drag queen because that's what the article used but it just because at the time those terms didn't really exist and like in our today's like nomenclature they are trans women of color and were trans women of color right. um, and I didn't make that explicit so that's like the last correction that I have cool yeah um, do you want serial killer update oh yeah I, yeah unfortunately I feel like it, this is so hard to say because we're getting new information every day on MacArthur mm-hmm and unfortunately, like when we released our last episode, we were thought we were on the forefront of knowledge, but then all that information came out the day that we released all the planter information. Right. So um, the update there is that 
this is definitely a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Bruce, old Brucey. Um, there's at least five cases um, confirmed. Victims. Confirmed. Um, DN- uh, skeletal remains have been found in planters uh, across across the city of of uh, homes where he's done his landscaping business. In. That fucking Just bums so me fucked. out. Oh so my fucked. god! Imagine you're one of those people who had him landscape your house, and you're like, "Oh god, there's gay bones in my fucking garden right now." Well, I mean, fuck. Like, there's everyone who's gotten work done by him is probably losing their mind. I just. It's so crazy to me. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Also, the whole fucking talking about him and his image, he's like smiling in every fucking article that you see. And it's it makes re- me sick. Really starting to bother me. And then his victims are all like, like a mugshot yeah. is one of his victims. It's so fucking sick. Yeah. There's this white man who's a goddamn serial killer murderer. He's like smiling at the Niagara Falls. Like, I don't fucking yeah. care about your vacation. And then his victims like, are all the headshots of all these fucking Middle Eastern men. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, getting worked up early today. Ugh. Any other corrections or updates? Um, I was going to go into more MacArthur, but we talked too much about him, I guess. Okay. There's a lot of discourse going on right now about um, whether the police were really investigating as much as they should have been for the past eight years. Um, so I feel like that just needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, the first man, you know, that he that we know that he killed and went missing was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And that was that literally was eight years ago. So there's a the criticism of the public in the village right now is were the police really doing the the work right. to find out to right. find this dude? Naturally. Um, and the counter argument is, yes, they were. They didn't want to make it public mm-hmm. because they didn't want MacArthur to know that they were on his scent. And get spooked. So who knows? The other problematic thing is that these were all Middle Eastern men that he had murdered. Mm-hmm. And the white man that he killed in August all of a sudden, you know, got the attention that it took to catch him. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Just stating facts. Just that's the discourse that's happening. Right I mean, now. I just said it was a fact. But <laughs> <laughs> this is the facts podcast. But it's something to just keep in your mind. Also really fucked up for everyone like who's not following the case maybe as closely. When they went to arrest him, there was somebody um, tied on his bed. Oh, right. Like, yes. So he was Duh. like in the act of that, like yeah. killing somebody when he was yeah. arrested. So. so this man uh, has been released and is unharmed now. So that's the one who was tied up. The one who was tied up. Bruce MacArthur has been released and is on. That's what I thought you were saying. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Tied up man. Yes. Is no longer tied up. Yeah. Thank fucking Pamela for that. Thank Pamela. (gasps) I need to go get Pamela. She's not here. I forgot about Pamela. I told you this was a scampy episode, everyone. Pamela is the queen of scamp, though. So she's our mascot. Well, I'm just so pissed because. This is not the first time we've forgotten Pamela, and literally, how dare we? How dare we? It's it's really, it's unacceptable. We're manifesting bad energy by forgetting exactly. Pamela. Yeah, exactly. She's it's like going to church and not having the like Jesus on a crucifix above you. Yeah, exactly. It's literally, like like that. wearing like a pentagram to church. I know. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Pamela. Pamela, we we are sorry. Stop looking at me like that. Never. I repent. We have some introductions to make. Oh yeah. So our guest this week is the very fabulous, very funny, very handsome, very smart, 
Jonathan. Hi. 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 How are you doing? Feeling really good, thanks. How yeah. Are you? Uh, well, scampi. So I'm thinking of like uh, the shrimp scampi, like 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 a lot like a red lobster reference. Is that what does that what does that mean, scampi? Ooh. Oh. Um. You know what? Like, is it like a carbonara? Is it like a pasta? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Carbonara. Tom's just like so shrimp carbonara sca- today. Is, is that a thing? Ooh, like a- I actually hate carbonara. Breakfast does not belong on pasta. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, cheers. 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 Uh, to Friday. I know we're guzzling. To but Friday. Cheers to Friday. Thanks cheers. for having me. Thank you for coming so much. Um, scampi, I don't know. It just means like dirty and rushed, I feel like. Okay. Which is what I am. Right it's now. literally you all the time. Excuse me. <laughs> all welcome. the time. I mean. No anyway, lies. Jonathan joins us tonight, and we're very pleased to have him. Tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? It's a Britney reference. Yeah. I love rock and roll. Oh. No. Uh-huh. I mean, please keep <laughs> explaining all your jokes. It goes <laughs> uh, Jonathan, let's get some business out of the way. Okay. Number one, what's your color today? How are you feeling? Uh, my color. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really chill. So, what, so put that into color. Like a um, like a powder blue. Ooh, oh, good powder blue, like a sky blue. Oh, nice. Yeah, I it like was a beautiful day today. It was really bright and sunny. It was fucking freezing. How dare freezing. you? It was so freezing. Cold. But uh, it was gorgeous. the type of day that the air stabs you when you walk outside. Yeah, it's pretty alarming. Yeah, when yeah. You leave your apartment. Totally. So those of you who are not in Canada listening, fuck you. Oh, I hope you enjoy. I was, wow, I love it. Can I can I rewind? Bold. It's a kindness. Yeah, Bold. give give a follow up message to that. Fuck you. Just um, enjoy, enjoy. I'd be appreciative mm-hmm. of the climate you're in. Mm-hmm. It's That's true. All I guess. Mm. Yeah. Those of you in Australia, I know there's many of you. Like fucking, I miss you, and I hope you're enjoying. I hope you're enjoying summer right now. It's really sweet, Tom. Yeah. Powder blue. Do you want to say any more? Powder blue. Um. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. That's my. That's how I feel. In color. I love it. Put that to use. Oh, we I need some too. of that. I know. We need some powder blue. Just yeah. Soft and light and bright and. Splash me with some of your fucking powder blue, please. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really cold today. And I was saying to you earlier, like I rather, but I rather cold. I know. Than marriage inequality. You're so. You're so good. That is a really be, good point. We well, were in the elevator together earlier, <laughs> and he was. I was like, "Fat, that's called. We. It's our fault. We chose to live in this country." And Jonathan looked at me. He was like, "Well, I'd rather this than like being stoned to death." And I was like, "True words. Fair. Never right? spoken. Like, we can't have it all. That is fair. We really can't. And it is. It is winter. It's also Black History Month. It is Black History Month. Oh, happy Black History and Month. I'm, I'm a person of color, so I feel like I. <laughs> Continue. Here for more reasons. So you, like like, you should, here for you more should more. shout that out. <laughs> I feel like I'm here for more reasons than one now. Just kidding. I'm kidding. You're here for all the reasons. Thanks. All the right reasons. Noir histoire. Noir histoire. Yeah. I love that. Happy Thanks. Febs. Mm. Happy Febs. Um, also, though, it's the shortest month of the year, which is always very confusing as to why that's the month. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just needed but less it confusing. Days. It's not confusing. <laughs> Research we, shows. We know what's really going on. We truly do. They but could never give Black History Month a June or a December. God forbid it have three extra days. No, no, absolutely not. It's only on leap years on February. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Missing a day. <laughs> Welcome to the world. Oh. Uh, so mm-hmm. we ask all of our guests, so we're going to ask you as well, what does the word queer mean to you? Uh, the word queer to me uh, means sort of coloring outside of the box. and Sort of... Uh, 
Um, being uh, who you want to be on your own terms and not having to, you know, adhere to certain labels or definitions or stereotypes. You can kind of just sort of, and you can change it, I think, too. That's kind of cool, too. You can sort of be like this, like, chameleon and you can be who you want to be whenever you want to be. I fucking oh, I love that. that. Right? And there's a freedom in that. There's a, there's a freedom in queer yeah. dumb where you can sort of just, you know, express yourself and uh, not have that, not have to answer to anybody. Totally. Which I love. Do you like and I think people are jealous of that too. Yeah. There's a bit yeah, of a yeah. jealousy and envy with that, I think. Do you identify as queer yourself? Uh, yeah, I guess so now more than ever before because right. we're learning more and more about what these you know, terms mean. Totally. I think it's the same for us too. It's like a more recent yeah. revelation, yeah. I think. I would say I'm gay and queer or like right. gay or queer. But queer is just so nice. It's absurd. Yeah, I'd say I'm gay and queer. It's like an yeah. umbrella term. Yeah. Queer, yeah. queer means, um, I love that what you just said about coloring outside the lines. Mm-hmm. Like, queer, queer means that to me. Mm-hmm. Being gay is my sexuality. Being queer is my fucking presence. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Identity stake. Yeah. Yeah. People call me like sir when I'm at like a restaurant or like at like, Oh, and that's and, odd. And I'm like, that doesn't fit. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm a sir. Like, I just. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, 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 so. I'm a man. I'm gay, but I don't know. I'm like, so you know. I hear that. I know what you're saying. It's fitting like, into certain, you know. Yeah, and I feel like for myself, I'm not the kind of person who would correct someone, but it's, it's I don't also welcome that. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, okay, sure that like you feel comfortable saying that, but queer is so nice because it doesn't presuppose, you know? Like mm. you're allowed to just kind of, like you said, be whatever in it, which is really freeing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, and I, I feel like we're that. all queer, gay, straight, yes. lesbian, bi, trans. Like I think we're all. I think that's totally. The, the, it's like a unifying, yeah, term. Hopefully. I love it. It's yeah. a spectrum. It is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. I want to know about you. I want to know a bit about you. No. Oh. oh yeah. Give oh. us the lowdown on Jonathan. You do, do you? What do you want to know? I'm. Uh, I turned 31 this year. Oh my God! How does it feel yeah. as a 31 year old? Don't worry, it's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Feels really good. Like I, I don't, I don't know if you believe in astrology and zodiacs. And oh, I love it. Are you kidding me? What there's a fun life. There's a thing. Yeah. I don't know if you know what they call it. Saturn's return. Have you heard of that? No. Saturn's return. Yeah. 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 So Saturn. Oh, sorry. No, you no. Were I want you know, it. No, I need you to say it. Oh, okay. I, like you, I could. Okay, so we're <laughs> a bit beyond Saturn's return, honey. Yes. Because, um, <laughs> so Saturn, uh, the a year for. Saturn is 27 years for Earth. Right. Yes. So that's how long it takes Saturn to go around the sun. And there's a lot of discourse about um, being reborn or starting new, starting afresh, starting a new life. Mm -hmm. um, If you pay attention to the orbit of Saturn when you turn 27. Right. Yes. Yeah. Why the fuck do you know that? That doesn't seem fitting with your character. I wrote a play called Saturn's Return. Oh, no way. Cosmic. Yeah, right. Cosmic. And it was about like it was about that. It was about twenty seven, turning twenty seven, and reevaluating everything that matters to you. That's what it felt like. That's it, totally. So, yeah. how did Saturn's return affect you? Uh, just sort of like um, a lot of reflection, a lot of rest, uh, sort of reevaluating what I have been doing up until now, nice. and what I want to be doing here on in. Nice. And if they are aligned and if they make sense anymore, because some of it doesn't, a lot of it doesn't actually, which is kind of scary mm-hmm. and exciting at the same time. 
because uh, you are sort of like starting over uh, yeah in a way it's kind of like 27 was a bit like okay joke's over yeah 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 yeah. what are you doing decide now right like it's it's there's no fun and games anymore so we'll, we'll figure out what the fuck you're doing yeah it's 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 adulthood yeah it's the beginning of adulthood and sort of cutting because like before 27 your... i can do whatever i feel like doing any yeah. second of the day yeah I don't know. It's nice that that was like happy for you, though. It's nice that, you know what I mean? You're like turning 31 and it's great. And like, that's just uh, such a positive thing. I really like that. Thank you. I have a lot of friends who are in their 30s. And so, like, I look to them for like, you know, like inspiration or advice or how to. Because like, no one knows what we're doing Mm -hmm. on this. No, nobody does. We're bumping around aimlessly all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Life is like a. A bumper cars of fools. Yeah, right. It's a totally chasm filled with faggots. Totally. That was a line from my play. Just joking. <laughs> was it? it was not. No, definitely. Not. It was oh a soliloquy. Not that bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm excited for what like, and I've also been downtown for 11 years, <gasps> and I felt like I've sort of, and I love my life, and I love my experience here, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Great. But it felt like not like I was sort of stagnant like nothing was really right. happening in the way that i'd like it to right so I'm, like I'm, I'm eager i'm eager for what's to come you're oh, an eager I beaver energy yeah 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 so how do you feel so can i ask uh living in toronto yes thank god as a queer thank person god. like what do you what are the pros and cons of that for you i think of it's all Voth? i think it's all pros all pros oh all cool pros. Amazing. amazing you're so all pros. oh you're so positive i need some of that well it's like I, we look just turn on the news flick on you know post queer on Twitter and let's see all the injustice around the world mm-hmm. and inequality and violence. I think it's just like I, I was thinking about this today at work. I was like, God, if I lived anywhere else, I would just like I would just like die of shock. Like because I I, I, I I think here in Toronto we're in this bubble, and outside of it is this world that we don't recognize. We do, it's unfamiliar and it's really scary. I don't think I could survive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not designed that way. You know, we so I have a lot of appreciation for the city and for this province. And it's not we're not perfect, but in many ways, I think that we're like this like global beacon of light for other people like this podcast. That's people really can, lovely. You can tune in because I don't I don't know about another place that's like this. I don't know. Do you No. When I travel, I have such a sigh of relief when I come back to Toronto and it just feels like my home. And I yeah, yeah, I agree. I really like yeah. it. I appreciate that you said that because we've been criticized as being a little bleak lately mm-hmm. shocking let's not forget that that how free and lucky we are oh my god free. in so many ways mm-hmm. yeah. like i just sort of i just was uh turned on to rainbow railroad which helps mm-hmm. oh yeah lgbtq people from around the world oh yeah to come to and it's just like oh my god like and like i didn't i didn't choose to be torontonian i just I was living somewhere close to it and was able to move and yeah have my free life um, but that could have been different if I was born in Jamaica, where my family is from. And so it's just like every day I'm like, okay, how do I count the blessings that I've been randomly given? And how can I turn that into something that's really positive for somebody else who's not in this experience? And I'm not saying it's better or worse yeah. than somebody else's experience, but I mean, I get to live my life freely and I don't really bat a lash. Mm-hmm. You know, I can hold yeah. my boyfriend's hand if I want to. If I had a boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I can. We'll get there. I can be openly gay at work, which is not really a predominantly gay scene. Yeah, <laughs> especially with and, those nine oh five ers at your work, right? Shit. And so I just and and I, but I've always I've always been very sort of steadfast in who I am. 
Uh, so I've been really lucky in that way, but I've never had to sort of change that to sort of fit into different circles. So that's another plus. It's fucking amazing. It's Do you ever go visit Jamaica, cool. like your family? So no, uh, I no, I haven't been. I haven't been since I was like six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, because I've heard some shit from another guest here about what it's like being gay there and just how different it is. Yeah. Um, and I think like Vice covered something, and it. Doesn't oh my god, seem, I saw that. Yeah. It doesn't seem great. It's a beautiful country, and and I don't want to knock. It mm-hmm. at all I, People love to go A lot of people love to tour Visit there And gay and shit alike But Yeah You're I right though know. Just Toronto's on a level Like we just have a level Of human rights Canada mm. As well Yes But like we had a guest Last week also say Two weeks ago Sorry Also say There's a problem With over glorifying Because there are Bad things too And so it's always Being critical And it's like you said Count your blessings Of course And like how can I make How can I take my privilege and put it to use Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's important and that's something we're trying to do the jury's still out on that but i guess we'll see and no nothing's ever perfect we live in a dyadic world where it's like night and everything's problematic there's always there's always that yin and yang right so absolutely yeah and tom's a gemini so he really understands that (laughs) the duality oh my god anything i say (laughs) i immediately think oh i actually think the opposite of that too (laughs) at the same time yeah while you're saying it gemini brains twin twin like yeah we're not okay yeah. And we all need help. So I if you're listening and you're a Gemini. Oh my goodness. Get, get, some, it though. get some help. Jonathan, what's your sign? I'm a Taurus. Ooh, oh, Taurus. Boris. Boris. So but I boring. like I like being boring. Ugh. Says the Taurus. <laughs> well, yeah. And Jesse's like, a Taurus too. Jesse. Jesse, stop being boring. <laughs> what are you? I'm an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. Yeah. It's your birthday, yes. I don't know shit about astrology. Though. I'm just like pretending to keep it You are one, though. Don't. You're so hot at it. Uh, an Aquarius? Yeah. Don't you fucking call me that ever again, you <laughs> piece of garbage. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it so much because people don't believe in it. And I'm just like, God, like, we see everything on TV these days. I'm like, what? what's not to believe? Mm-hmm. What's not to believe? Trump's president of the United States of America. What is it not to believe? Yeah, that's Good so point. Fair. Like, come Good on. Like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. No, I'm yes, like, yeah, exactly. aliens are here. Yeah. They <laughs> live among <laughs> us. Is real. There's lizard people. I might be one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. We're weird. We're human. Trump's president, so all Geminis need therapy. I get it. I get it. It's a one-to-one correlation. <laughs> yeah. It's science. <laughs> Welcome to the science podcast. Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's fucking facts. <laughs> Therapy's awesome. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the State of the Union address? The Yum Yum address, you mean? I saw Tom posted an amazing (laughs) Facebook status. Were you too mad to spell it right? Is that why? No. No. You didn't hear? No. I I didn't watch it or know anything about it. Oh, that's okay. You didn't need to to know that the invitations... Uh, no, we're spelt wrong. I thought you so just it said that on... State of the Union address <laughs> on his invitations t- to come. That's right, forty-five spelt Un. I mean, obviously it wasn't him. It wasn't but, him, but like that's just such a great microcosm of the entire fucking. Holy shit! Well, I'm glad I asked. I did not fucking know that. Yeah, y- y'all need to see um, Dirty Money. It's a a, a, a TV show, a docu series on Netflix. Oh, no. And they do an episode on 45, and it is fucked. Like, just watch it. Like, Is it going to ruin my whole day, though? No, no, no. It's all things It's all things you already know. Right. But it just, it gives you proof. It, it solidifies it all, right? It just tracks his history as a businessman, as a terrible businessman. Yeah. And it Bankruptcy. just, like, it's like, oh, 
okay, now it all makes sense. Like, no, he's not a successful businessman. No, he just sold his name a Ugh, lot. Gross. That's okay. all. Let's move on from 45 okay. Corner. Sorry. I, I tire. Um, Jonathan and I were talking about the Rose McGowan thing before we started recording. Mm. And it's one of those things that I'm really afraid to watch, but I would love to talk about. Completely unfounded. So fascinating. So I watched a couple of clips last night for the first time. I guess it's pretty fresh. Yeah. Was it? Can, you, can I have a background on this? What is the Rose McGowan? So Rose thing? McGowan, actress, uh, star of Charmed. W- oh yeah, yeah sorry. Wb. WB? Yeah, no, no, I know. Who We're Rose going McGowan back to the beginning, is. though. Well, no, let's start Me from too. the very beginning, which was <laughs> star of Scream in the nineties. Wait, really? Was she in Scream? I don't think she was in Scream. Duh. Yeah, she got killed in the garage door. That was Rose McGowan. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I guess what what wasn't she in at that, at that time? That was yeah, like the, the trend. Like if you, the if you only thing one I film, can name that she was in. So I don't true. know what else she was in. She was in uh, Jawbreaker, which is like <gasps> fucking amazing. Jawbreaker is such. Oh. oh my god, my cousins will die. They love that I'm movie. Obsessed with it. It's so good. Holy shit! Really fast, this reminded me because a friend let me that thing. I have to shout out a friend's project. I'm gonna put the story on hold. A friend of mine is doing a queer photo-based project called Queer Me Out, and he's currently looking for queer people... Wait, what's it called? Queer Me Out. And he's looking for queer individuals to do a photo series and answer questions like we're doing here, like about being queer. So you can find him at Queenton. Q-W-E-E-N-T-O-N. That sounds like a cool project. It does, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so back to Rose McGowan. So she (laughs) flamed out the other night. Right? Go on, go on, Barnes go on. I don't Noble. know about this. I don't know about this. So Rose McGowan, Me Too movement. She said that she was the architect of the whole Harvey Weinstein yes, outing. Correct. Uh, Hi, Toronto Burke. Where are you there? But anyway, okay, continue. <laughs> and so she has a book out called Brave that she's on that sort of like circuit or circuit. book tour. Yeah, book tour. And she's there's a video online of her at Barnes and Noble. Um, I guess reading parts of her excerpt from her book and then doing sort of a a Mm Q&A. And there's a trans woman, woman uh, activist, who's speaking to her about the various inequalities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think she she lashes out at her. Yeah, and I think she like reads receipts that McGowan had said in the past too, like about just like she was like casually anti-trans like or something she was transphobic in the past right. I don't really know Which I have to it. find the actual source me I, too because I, 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 I'm like did this happen like, how did I miss this yeah I'm, but she was like she she said that trans women weren't women and that it was different or something like that I, it sounded like babble yeah. I think she like hell? lost it but she so if you watch the video it's inc- like she loses it loses it and like the woman is carried out of the Live, like the bookstore Holy shit And then she's still Like ranting about it Like she's like She has like a, a Like a rage Oh my god she, like, It's a trigger for her And she explodes And she's like Fuck you And sit <gasps> the fuck down Where did you, you watch know my story Sorry where can you watch this clip It's on uh, Twitter If you If you Type in Rose McGowan. We don't know Twitter. We'll figure it out. Well. That's our first project. That's, how, that's my source. I just type in the right. person and the event, and then it's boop boop. Okay, fair. But holy uh, shit! No, and she's yeah, visibly upset, and it's really hard to watch. Yikes! Yowza. Yeah, yeah. It's worth the watch. It's fast. Hashtag like yikes. Yeah, like yikes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it. It's just so tricky because like she is like brought so much attention yeah. to this, and she's a survivor, and like yes. Yeah, it's like you were saying before. Like, can someone answer all the questions? Well, like, and that's yeah, and yeah. How can you? Can one person have the source of all everyone's pro- issues or problem? And I don't know if that's hmm. possible. Yeah, they put yeah. a lot of pressure on people. 
but also it's like she has a platform so it's just, it's this weird sort of like yeah this is the same week that her new reality show is coming out too she's a reality show yeah what? she's a show on e called like rose or something like that i don't know in that tone <laughs> rose and, rose and then there's a clip of her this week uh, she was on either stephen colbert i think it was stephen colbert i think it was yeah yeah and i i, I kind of like don't hate it like okay. it's interesting to watch she doesn't give a fuck i should watch it so it's fascinating because a lot of times watching we watch celebrities on tv that's very like you know clean and you know edited but she, she just like tells it and she's like kind of crazy but i love like i like, kind of like that she's yeah i love it yeah <laughs> like she actually had mental she health just issues busted for drugs she got yeah. arrested for having drug possession or something i don't know just drugs i don't care but her message seems really positive and makes sense to me but then there's the other side where she's like this Possibly transphobic Yeah person. And it's like If you're transphobic You're transphobic <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know How she can come back So you're some canceled. weird thing Right yeah. I don't know anymore Who oh, knows So tricky oh, um, But gross. I want to hear More about you Is there a moment In your life That you were like Oh yeah I'm queer like, uh, well, it, it doesn't have to be A coming out story But it can be I don't Yeah it's been It's interesting Because everyone's Experience is so different Right I don't remember A time where I thought It was like Like a light switch like oh I think I'm gay or right. this is now my life I felt like I've always been this way and I think I've been like um, out <laughs> the minute I came out of my like mother's womb like I felt like I was like in kindergarten with like dolls and like liked boys and had friends who were girls and I sided with them and I, I was always that that kid that free kid I don't know how I, I was able to do it I love that yeah, and I just had this uh, sort of Alternative upbringing My grandmother's raised me My entire life So my parents were, Weren't in the same household But I would go to their houses On the weekends And, it, so I, and they oh, were separated So I had this like Generational gap With my grandmothers In this house And cultural gap Because they were from the Caribbean And I was born here So there was a lot of There was a, a, a sort of a space Where I could sort of Figure myself out On my own Wow um, Without having like My dad being like It's not man enough Or my mom being like "Oh, There wasn't that In between You were just like Adapting to like And your gra- grandmothers Celebrated that? Yeah there was, oh. I mean their grandmothers I mean yeah. For the most part They they want to love you And they want to Make sure you're clothed And Aww. fed And So they were, they were was, I was surrounded by Lots of love And um, So that was that was So I never Like I, I didn't I didn't I wasn't dating guys in elementary school In kindergarten <laughs> I wasn't that progressive I had this hot hung boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> But I never had to like I, I never I was just always Jonathan Who liked to dance And liked arts and drama And didn't like sports And was not into the guys scene at, in school Yeah I had dolls Big into Spice Girls Who are we uniting? Did you see that picture on Instagram? Like I the didn't. Oh, oh, I saw. And like, it's gonna be so good. Spice Girls like helped me with my sexuality. Oh my! Like, they like when no. I yes. I like I was like, oh my god! As soon as Spice Girls came out, I was like, oh, I'm a fucking feminist. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, girl power. Like, I have a very yeah. traumatic event with the Spice World movie when <gasps> that guy came out of the toilet. Like that, I was that was scary. Young, that fucking that terrified. Me. There's some moments of yeah, yeah, fear. Tom, you don't remember? Hmm. No, I, like that was my first like. That's reaction. weird because that, like that I that haunted house like when they're like I literally do. What not are you talking remember. about? Because like I've seen Spice World a lot of times and I can't. I think a dude you... comes out of a toilet. They're spying on them. So yeah, someone comes out of a toilet like on a tour bus or something. Yeah, a oh, bald maybe. dude. I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't think I really want to watch. When it when did they <laughs> when did they stop making music? They 
Oh, well, they were the around 90s. for a long time. I feel oh, like shit. their last one was maybe in 2000, like yeah, 95 like, to 2000 or something like that. Of all of them, or just the four of them? Well, the four of them came out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They had that Hala song. Yeah. I wanna make Hala, like, like the bread, like the, like the Hala, 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 <laughs> Hala, 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 but I, I don't think they were around very long as a five piece. Like they had no. the first album and then this, the, like at, Jerry at, left at in years like 98 or 99. Yeah. At, yeah. at years I end, cried. Second album. I cried I was too. five. But I, okay. You're done. Do you want to just hand in your I microphone and have a reason? young. I thought her leaving was so cool. Like so bad. I was devastated. But I thought, wow, badass. Like couldn't be more popular or more wealthy. And it was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I and they that. need me, so see ya. Yeah, I was hurt personally <laughs> I was like, by that. I, was I felt too. like she left me. She did. Yeah. But she also had her things, her shit to do. She had shit to do. That's such a you reaction. And I was like, good for Are you, because life's living. I'm life's not done, living. in fact. Stay tuned. <laughs> I love, she's my favorite Spice Girl, Ginger. Uh, Who's yours? Uh, mine was always sporty. Mm. And then... You're so uh, butch. Oh, fuck off. And then, <laughs> That's not a bad thing. You just are. You're a butch, you're a butch queen. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Um, I think now it's it's got to be Ginger. Oh, she's so beautiful. I think it's got to be Ginger. You? I don't know. Okay. You're I'm done sorry. 94. I don't know. Like, I don't have a favorite because, like, I just don't know. Like, I know their music, but, like, I don't really know. He wasn't part of the... Before your time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had their CD and, like, listened to I it. I was like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's okay. I'm just going to go now. <laughs> Educate yeah, yourself. Yeah. Is my vacuum running at home. Speaking of five pieces, so I guess a bit about me. I was on One Girl Five Gays. So That's that right. Like, that was like my sort of Spice Girls I love experience so in my life. You're a gay Spice Girl. I was like, you are a, a, a Spice Gay. Spice, spice, spice Gay. Pimento Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Paprika Spice. So, how did you first get involved in that project? Uh, I was working in retail at Clamonico on Bloor Avenue. Ooh. At the time, and I was. Uh, I was God you verse st- everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> I was styling one of the cast members for his like graduation uh, from university. And it was uh, him and his mom that came in. And I I'd met him. I didn't know him from the show. The show we had had, had this, like one episode, like a pilot. And no one was tuning into it. It was like Friday at like midnight and everyone's like partying in the village or mm. um so I'd met him there at work and we became friends and then he's like, Hey, let's go up dancing one night at buddies which is the club in the village oh, i'm like yes, sure and I, and I was like i was you know in my early 20s i'm like yeah nice to make new gay friends that aren't mm-hmm. sexual it's platonic and, and this is great i'm growing up in the village i'm you know and uh i went out a saturday night and i the producer of the show was there as well and he was like hey and he's also a gay male and he's like hey like we need people of color we need you know diverse voices we only have like, this five piece right now but we want to rotate the panel every friday and have like a new guest every Friday coming in, amongst the like the sort of established roster of guys. Right. Um, and so he said, "Do you want to come in for an audition on Monday?" I'm like, "Sure." Like it was very, very, very casual and easy, which is the way I think it's meant to be in life. Yeah. Um, so I went, and I was so nervous. And there are other guys. There was like five other guys there, uh, and uh, we just sort of did this sort of roundtable Q and A thing about our queer experience. Cool. Uh, and then I was I got an email. I was like, "Hey, can you come in on Friday night? We're shooting at MTV. Do you want to do this?" I'm like, oh, "Sure." And it was unpaid, and it was fun, and there was drinks unpaid. and new and come new. On. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I 
I moved to the city to act. And so, oh right, okay. It me, was exposure. To in me, a way. Well, not even exposure for me. It was an opportunity to be on on screen. Like, I, there's something that I really I get off on being on set. There's an energy of like, oh, not in that way. But there's an energy of like, you know, I'm I am sharing who I am, not only to the people who are in the space, but also it's being recorded and it can be broadcasted to who knows who. Great, and that's a yeah. really cool thing. Uh, you can you use know. it for a demo reel too. I bet that's fucking amazing. Well, it wasn't considered acting because it was like it was like talk TV. It was like right. you know. Can people still find show. your episodes? Yeah, they're 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 still on TV. I think on certain <laughs> channels like Slice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on Slice. We cackle about Slice. Yeah, on like syndication <laughs> right after the Hallmark movie of the week. Um, but there are there's some clips on YouTube as well. Oh, but I it, need to basic, find that. Yeah, basically five gay men on a couch talking about love and sex and relationships and celebrity gossip with a straight female host that's so good my sister loved that show she's gonna literally really? freak out when i tell her that 20 questions about which love sister and sex. meg oh yeah yeah obsessed so, yeah fun experience I great experience what did you learn from it uh i learned uh i learned a lot i learned a lot about gay life that i thought i knew everything about going on the show i was like oh I, i'm gay so i know like i know it all i'm and an like, expert and then you yeah and then you hear about people's experiences and like oh my god like i'm quite traditional quite, <laughs> quite no i'm kidding is there anything that was broadcasted that you not regret but like are like oh how i can't believe i said that a couple of things i said on the show i was really young angsty had some things to say had some childhood things that I had to sort of address and wanted to. Because I knew people would, would benefit from my sharing. Yeah. But didn't realize that it would have repercussions with right. my family. So that was sort of a lesson to be like, oh, like not, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Or, or maybe it was right to have said it because it really brought that to the forefront. So you're, sorry, your family saw Just, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It definitely, definitely got uh, to them. It's, it was on TV. It was like wow. on TV, and people were like, "Oh, like you're on TV, so let's tune in." And then, oh, what what is this? <laughs> um, but it's all good now. Uh, oh my god! But yeah, like you, you just you know, and it was very like this. It's very casual, and so like you're talking and talking and talking for hours, and mm-hmm. uh, you don't really remember what you say until like it's aired, and like oh, mm, Fair story enough. of a podcast, story but, of uh, our lives. Yeah, no regrets, no regrets. That's amazing, good. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I echo that anxiety because mm-hmm. you know i'm getting more and more feedback from family members and friends who are listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and this is something that i don't really want my parents to hear as much as i love them or it's, do you i don't think so really it might be a learning curve so. though it could be uh, i'm not there yet we're not there yet mm-hmm. but um so i feel like i actually just told my parents about this last night Whoa. the podcast yeah <gasps> How did so, it go over? Well, because I knew that there's a, like a family thing going on Saturday mm-hmm. and people have been reaching out to me like saying that they liked it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, they can't find out from somebody else. They have to find out from me. So I told them last night and they were like, well, that's interesting. And yeah. they didn't cast really a second thought to it. Right. But at least I have my bases covered. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for them to find out. And I just want to say you two are doing a really, really good job. From what I've listened to, which isn't much. It, I was like, this is uh, this is incredible. This Thank is you. so like needed, and I lo- I'm such an advocate for Canadian content and for us like sharing our experience worldwide because I feel like we have one that's worth sharing and one that's um, that not everyone has access to. So that's good lovely. on you for 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 turning your experience into gold. 
Thanks. For others that's too. lovely. We're definitely on a path to, yeah, just be one of the many, right? Um, and also, I stress this every fucking time, but this is for guests. This is for community members. This is for right. allies. This is for everybody. And like, if you're listening and you want to come on, reach out to us. We're completely open source. It's not ours, you know? It's not ours. To, do, yeah. you remember, do you remember that uh, like 90s like fashion uh, line called FUBU? Of course, I, I, I wore way too much FUBU. <laughs> I wore way too much FUBU. I had a rainbow FUBU football jersey. That oh, was my fave. Of course. What More was ways it? than one. So I, I don't remember who, I, I want to say LL Cool J, but I don't know for sure. It was one of the rappers of yeah. the 90s. Yeah. I, I could be very wrong about that too. Well, corrections corner. Yeah. Yes. And uh, FUBU was this like this this line of like 90s like hip hop wear. So it was like baggy, loose jeans. It was so cool to wear FUBU. Fo- it was so cool. F- uh, football jersey, but like yeah. in like a day to day. Okay. Ready to wear. Kind right. Of I wore it to school. Okay. Football yeah. jersey. That was a rainbow. Very New York, like Brooklyn, the big hat. Yeah, but uh, so, but it stands for for us by us. Ooh. So it was like for like the black community. <laughs> but, uh, but, and Thomas, but right. it also kind of like was hashtag like, oops. Yeah, it was like, it was like I'm like, can you say that? Like, you, you know, you know what you know what they were doing. I didn't know that I didn't know it was right? for us by us. Right. So you know what they were doing, but it's kind of like oh, it's kind of exclusive. Like it kind of like puts people because everyone was wearing it. Right. But then it was like for us by us. I like, feel like oh. such a Tom, a white person. But that's but that's what they. I guess yeah, yeah. they achieved that like right, thing. Right. Was like because they didn't. Everyone want wants me in to know what I what was wearing. But you're but you're yeah. rocking it. When you're I rocking. spent eighty dollars on this stupid yeah, it wasn't, flag that I put around my neck. It wasn't cheap. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, that's uh, that reminded me of a Fubu, another nineties reference. I love the nineties. Love the nineties. Me too. I like say I'm a '90s baby, but like I wasn't cognizant to know what went on in the mm. '90s. Yeah, no. Um, I had, like I did Tamagotchi. Um, <gasps> you did? I, I did. Of course, I had Tamagotchi. Too young to have one. No, I definitely. Or the, did. Um, I had a few. Nano, I dropped one of them, like, Nano baby. I have some big fan. A dino those. baby. They, I they had, had like babies, and you could like feed them food, name them, and oh yeah. Oh, is that that just a Tamagotchi? It is. Yeah, but they're, they're all actually, different um, devices. Or oh, okay. Yeah, same thing. Virtual right. pets. Same thing. Virtual right. Pets. But it was like a, it was like a baby. It had a baby's like face. Ooh, like that's you, really disturbing. We were it so stupid, weren't we? Furbies were great. I used to <gasps> I used to like melt them a lot. Um, one of my first ever like mm, I can't say boyfriend, but guy. Um, he <laughs> was, was like Furby? the lead singer of a screamo band, and he would um, dress up as Furby. Uh, for his performances, there's so much which going I was on in that story. For all of <laughs> Interesting. Well, he did have like he had a mohawk, so that's, that's fitting. Furby had a yeah. mohawk, and right? It was kind of like a punk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow, Tom, you're you're <laughs> coming to, to like. Okay, enough about me. Um, uh, Jonathan. Hi. I have questions for you. Uh, me too. I have, I have questions. I want answers know, for you both because I feel like you're somewhat of a dating app connoisseur. Oh, is that is that okay to say? Yeah, I mean, I want to know your experience with the dating apps. Okay, so I love I like caps lock L O V E. I love that these <laughs> apps exist. Yeah, yes. We live in a time now where people can meet people that you wouldn't meet in the city because they live in Richmond Hill or they live in. Buxbridge or Buffalo, which yeah. is a lot of my matches because yeah, I have my too. settings all the way to like oh, I got my 161 to, kilometers away. To fucking Papua <laughs> yeah. New Guinea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, okay. Uh, I actually deleted my apps last night. It's a love, it's a love hate. Oh, it's a love hate. Right. Like, what led to that? Yin and yang. You know what? I think in many ways it's so great to have these apps at your fingertips, and I love the quick access and the convenience and the. 
but it's also I'm like what a, what it sort of for me lacks intention. Mm-hmm. Like it's just sort of this like buffet of men or women, mm-hmm. and you you just kind of like you have to ask yourself like what am I doing on this like. And that, you know, and then when you match with someone, then it's like it's, that's only the first step. You got to match with compatibilities and values and life goals, and that just gets. And then it's like you wonder what people are doing on it. Like, are they looking for sex? Looking for a relationship? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I like Chappie though. Chappie's new. Have you have you heard of Chappie? Never heard of it. I've I've heard of it only because like all these Instagram people are talking about so pushing it. it. Chappie's great. It's a, I think it's a UK based app and yeah. they, so the app allows you to, to toggle between Mr. Right, Mr. Who knows, like they're indecisive and Mr. Right now. So you can have like Ooh, that. Like, I like that grinder. Exp- I've never been on grinder, but you can have the grinder experience of like a quick hookup or you can look for someone who's looking for, you know, a long-term relationship and looking for a partner. And maybe it's like all the apps put together. Yeah, I've only ever used Scruff or no, uh, Jacked and Grinder. Mm-hmm. And there were two that I've used. And I and I and I I just I for me I just I'm I knew early on that I wasn't someone that would thrive on a app like Grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, me too. Because I I just was never really good at like successful one night stands. I was always like attached or always like, Oh, like right. what's your name? <laughs> like there's can we do brunch shame tomorrow? attached to it for me, which I recognize is wrong, but yeah, you don't want to, sh- we don't want to shame anyone for using those apps yeah. in that way. But for yourself, it's okay to acknowledge it. Like it's not for you. Like it Absolutely. just, you feel like I felt like spiky Absolutely. garbage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's funny too. Cause when I'm on it, I'm looking for a third party or like whatever other party. Cause I'm already in a relationship. So you I are? never, yeah. So I I'll, when I had an app, apps, my thing was like I'm monogamously wired because I think I'm like I don't have that ability to. Right. I think I deleted it last night because I was just kind of like, what are these guys doing? Like, no one wants to meet up in real life. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like this. It's, like, it's a very like what's next approach. Like, yeah. I, I always find that like because I'm on, on some of them too. Yeah. It's always like, oh great, we've matched. We're talking, and what's next? And yeah, what? And yeah, we meet yeah, up. Yeah, what's yeah, after yeah. that? What's after that? Like That's people the are always, of the game. yeah, people it's a game. are always looking mm-hmm. for. It's the, a game. It's yeah. all, not until you delete them and remove yourself from them, they go, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like you, like you shake your head, and you go. So why? So you said you deleted them. I'm wondering why. Well, because it, it's that yin and yang. It's that duality where it's like this is so great that I can meet people that I wouldn't meet because everyone's on their phone. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just where people are going these mm-hmm. days. They're on their phone. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, is this quality or is this this quantity? Like, mm-hmm. am, I, am I just here to kind of... Because, like, I may have had a list of 27 matches and no one was talking. Like, no one's talking. It's just like, we match and then it's like, yeah. it's like complacency. Everyone's sort of it's lazy like, about it. Yeah, and I don't really know... I'm not, not sure if I know why that is, but I feel like... I don't know. Maybe there's a, there's a lack of, like, experience in dating, which is we know is true. Like, yeah. a lot of gay men, there's, like, a postponed adolescence because we didn't have our adolescence to date like reclaiming our, our time our, yeah we're, cla- we're reclaiming our time our hetero counterparts had high school and junior high to date and we're, we're learning how to do that for the first time in our 20s and 30s 100% so we don't really know how to navigate that so I feel like people are just kind of like now what like mm-hmm. all right like we know how to have sex totally which is sort of like this illusion of intimacy but it's not really there's also there's this PhD student who like is kind of helping me along on my project and they gave me really good guidance by saying I think that care might be a really good place to start the ethic of care because when you say hey or you tap someone or like someone on whatever app what kind of conversation does that warrant Mm. is it acceptable to 
stop talking after you've shared pics or stop talking for two weeks or or if you plan a date and then someone stops talking because you wouldn't do that in person but for some reason it's acceptable online how is care being managed and it's because and I'm, i've noticed and I, even in myself i'm like oh my god jonathan this is getting bad <laughs> but like it's becoming a norm where like you can go hi hi and exchange pictures if you do that or numbers and text then and then like just disappear yeah and like it's just because I, and it's, it's a weird thing because you're, you're so vulnerable and putting yourself out there and meeting all these strangers mm-hmm. so you don't want people to be that close with you but at the same time you're at an on dating app so it's this weird sort of yeah. balance of like ooh like totally I, that wasn't nice or I'm not being nice I, I don't think I'm nice on dating apps and it's not because I'm meaning to be mm-hmm. mean but it's just because I'm really bad at being on my phone you're a terrible texter i mm. always think that tom hates me <laughs> yeah i never uh. like i just don't if i'm around people i don't want to be on my phone mm. and yeah so i just come off as an asshole because i will forget about conversations because and how is one to, me- to juggle like 20 yeah. conversations at once like mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a it, they've designed it in a way that you can't really yeah <laughs> who's leading who at this point right yeah. and so then i feel like an, if i've ignored someone for too long i feel like an asshole that they've just written me off, so I'll just continue with the yeah. ignoring game because yeah, that's Gets. what we—that's what we've decided, I guess. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, last so- night I was oh man, I was so drunk. Um, <laughs> we were watching RuPaul, and my f- fuck this this my friend who pours so well, uh, vodka, and I only, had, I only had three drinks, but I was like three tits to the moon and uh, I was talking to guys on tinder and eventually I just let my friends take over my tinder and they were laughing and chatting with people and I missed a date that I had today at 4 30 because I didn't know that it existed oh so my lord that's really terrible that's quite great. terrible I'd love to see maybe you'll have someone on your show that has met someone on like a Tinder or a Bumble or a Chappie or a Grinder or mm-hmm. Scruff or whatever. So Hornet. I met my ex partner on Tinder. Okay. Um, we were together for over a year, and but it was a it was a success story until it wasn't. So that from in my books, that's a, it was a plus. Because I would like I would would like to hear more success stories on these apps. Because I'm hearing mm-hmm. a lot of like, yeah. oh, he ghosted me or the date. You know, he bailed or ghosting. It, didn't work it out. just happens so often, and I'm or so guilty for it too. You are. Oh yeah. Or you I match with be. somebody, and then you're going in this direction that it might be something, and then like, they're still on the app with other people, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, oh when were we to discuss exclusivity, yikes. or is that something that we can expect now? Because everyone's phones are like, we all can go back on in a heartbeat. It's so true. It's just this weird thing where I'm like, I don't know, I can't keep up. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. I can't keep up either. I agree, but I do want a relationship, and I do, Me too, you know, in theory. Oh. no, no, I do, but you do. yeah, I just, I just don't know if everyone on the apps know what they want. Figure that shit out, baby. Yeah. You gotta know what you want and know what you don't want, and mm-hmm. that's also what's really good about the apps is that you can sort of sift through it and kind of go, okay, not this, but this, and that's something that you wouldn't have if you were like in the country somewhere. Totally. I guess, but like. It just makes everything so so at our fingertips that mm-hmm. I feel like we're losing the sort of fundamental attraction that people might have. There's for sure a technophobic aspect to it. Yeah. I I definitely I am a technophobe. Technophobic. You know that. I love. Yeah, it makes that. sense to me. When I meet someone in person, I, I don't care that. about the things that I'm looking for. 
if I'm looking for them online, do you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Because mm-hmm. in person, I, I'm looking person. I'm looking for like a a genuine connection, someone who can make me, make me laugh, like someone who understands the same things as me, someone who I can you know have a physical. You know what I mean? You feel you always feel a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, chemistry. And online, you just don't get to check those boxes. You get to check these superficial boxes that for me don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, oh yeah, like the reason I like met my last boyfriend on Tinder because I was like, oh yeah, he's with a kid. I like kids. Check. Mm-hmm. Oh, he plays hockey. I also play hockey. Check. Oh, he's playing an instrument. He's artistic. Check. I'm gonna date him and dating yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like the thing. Well, is our technology just like the cart leading the horse at this point? Like, are we yeah. being kind of like moved in the specific direction of human behavior because of this okay. technology? I don't think we control it anymore. I for sure think it controls us. I agree. 100%. So what the fuck do we do? I don't know. Jonathan and I were discussing earlier that like we really like to go out mm-hmm. to the village and experience <laughs> that culture. And we're wondering if that's going to stop or mm-hmm. not. And I I don't think it is because that's where I find my connections. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's where I find, that's where I really get to connect with someone. Because this online shit, it doesn't mean much to me. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Also, Debbie Downer Corner, but I'm pretty sure Bruce MacArthur was finding victims on dating apps. So there's, there's that too. There's also, a danger. Yeah, it's dangerous. There's a darkness. There's a darkness. Um, yeah, th- these apps are like, it's, I mean, it's like you're dating a, an Instagram profile. It's like mm. the best yeah. of mm. yourself. And you get to In curate pictures. exactly what you look it's like very curated and how that. you want people to see you. And I just, I think for me, it's a reminder of like knowing when to leave. It's like, Jonathan, there, it has to be a... And date Because you can't be on this It's not like MSN Where you're just like Chatting with your friends And you know The good old days You know Yeah like It's like This is a dating app Like you want to get in And you want to get out I yeah. think Yeah But I feel like a lot of people On the apps are just kind of like This is this is life mm-hmm. They get it's stuck social. there maybe Or like They get stuck there maybe Or They get stuck there Maybe they don't really want a relationship Maybe they just want friends Maybe they just want to hook up Maybe right. they just don't care Right. Or it's boredom. Like it's, sometimes I'm oh like, my God. oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go on Tinder. Tick, click, 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 click. One of my pet peeves is like, people are like, oh, like if you're bored tomorrow, like, we can talk. I'm like, I'm not bored. I'm not, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to be a bored person where I'm like, I'm going to go on Tinder and just like, not, but not for like dating, just to kind of like just ask someone about their so like, favorite kind of burrito. <laughs> what is your favorite kind of burrito? Wait, <laughs> favorite kind of burrito? <laughs> like a favorite, like, like like what you're? I don't know. I'm guessing these people aren't bottoms because. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how many beans do you like to eat? I'll pass on the sour cream <laughs> this time. Have a date. Oh my god! Thank um, you. Robert. I want your hot take on the village. Going out, where, where do you like to go out? What do you like to do? I am so thankful and appreciative that the village exists. That Church Street exists. Um, mm-hmm. Not everyone on this planet has a church tree. Very true. And that was something that I was aware of at a very young age. I moved here when I was 19. I was like, this is awesome that this is here. And I'm so close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the place for all queer individuals? No, it isn't. And that's okay. Um, but it is a place for a lot of people and a resource, uh, a place of support and uh, connection and community that is essential and needed. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had my nights in the village and days. I love my days in the village too. Like mm-hmm. it's a different energy in the day. What's your favorite place in the village? Yeah, like bar or like coffee shop. It's like a good club. question. Street corner. Street corner. <laughs> I like Glad Day. Right? I love now, it. now it's in the village. It used to be on Young Street. Yeah, 
I'm digging glass. I love like I love like anything like gay self help book related. <laughs> so I'm like perfect. It's even you know amazing. More. We love Glad Day. We had our live show there. It was pretty. Oh great! great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to be more of a Glad Day regular. Yeah, yeah. I really want to support Us them too. too. Yeah. yeah, and they have like really cool like what do they have in this? They have something cool every night. Like honestly. drag brunch is that what you're? They have drag brunch, but they have like this um like a poetry slam where people like. Like poetry a, slam, like, like queer writers. poetry slam. Oh, I want to listen. I want to go. They have naked more. boys reading. We should go, oh, and then we should yeah. podcast after. We should. Yeah, that'd be great. Like that'd be really show? fun. Yeah, we should do that. Mm-hmm. I would love. That. I want to be a regular at Glad Day. So that's like, that's 2018 for me. Mm-hmm. It's getting more involved in the community in that way. Absolutely, that's same with us. Yeah, I love it because it truly is up to us. Yes. Yeah. Like, it has a, to do be, you yeah. feel like a certain sort of responsibility living here in Toronto? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god! And every day I'm like, I just. Thank it's like we the universe that so I'm we here. Need to, like we always check this, but we check our privilege living in Toronto. That's we check mm, it, yes. and we then yes, then that's not good enough. But we have to do more. Like we have to go out and help other people and because just, we're so lucky. And it just takes you doing this and sharing your experience. I think that's all. That's one of the things I learned from One Girl Five Gays um, was that like there's power in sharing. There's healing in sharing. We're not alone. We can relate because if I was a 10 year old in Brampton watching one girl. I'd be like, this is awesome. I mean, I, I watched queer as folk as a, as a young, oh God, me young too, yeah. kid and like had mm-hmm. it on like volume zero and like was watching it. Like, cause like my parents so were watching had it on volume zero. My parents were upstairs, like going through the, the channel, like surfing through like, what's he, what's he watching at this time of the night of the night? And I was like tuning into Queer as Folk, which was like super racy and like on yeah, showcase. Yeah, my brother would come down the stairs and I would frantically change oh, the channel. Like on Sportsnet or like, like oh, TV I'm watching. Like, yeah. 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 Just the but game that, with the boys. Just yeah. the game. I'm just watching the game. And like put was, my penis back in my yeah, pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that was our way of like being like, oh, that's that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is so important because a lot of kids are like killing themselves. Yeah. Because they don't have those examples or those. It's so true. Um, role models. Yeah. Or as Laverne. Cox calls it uh, possibility model. She like, I like Ooh, that. I love oh, that. I love that possibility too. model. I saw her speak at TIFF. <gasps> Get out of here. Box, during like the Inside Out uh, LGBT yeah, film yeah, festival. Yeah. Right, right, and right. She was awesome. And she was like, I don't Didn't you have myself. a film in that? I had a couple. Yeah, a couple yeah. short films. And, and uh, I was in a feature as well. I've been very lucky to be um, one of the people that like judges the films. That was really cool. I got to like watch like 30 feature films in Holy shit. Cinema a couple years ago and it was awesome I love seeing our story on screen oh that's amazing we don't see that enough we grew up watching these heteronormative relationships and it's like totally. you, you, you fit yourself into like one of the leads but it's yeah. not like yeah I you know. my my parents had like the 300 movie channel on satellite and I would just watch straight porn like after midnight and yeah. just like focus on the dick you know <laughs> oh. not the same thing but kind of focus the same on the thing, dick right? that's Quite all close. we did yeah, yeah that's true so that was and some of these films you'll never see again and that's the hardest part what kind of movies like do you remember some of the titles or yeah lots of them but like so plug yourself no <laughs> films oh. I've seen there's so many well, Marsha P. Johnson's doc was um, one of the many that were in well, I think last year's the one on Netflix now yeah okay. a lot of the I guess the queer content on Netflix was a film that was launched cool in Inside Out so cool yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of so can you just uh, explain to our listeners what Inside Out is so Inside Out is a uh, LGBTQ uh, film fest here in Toronto and uh, they now host at Bell Lightbox at King and John which is the, also the home of TIFF which is incredible incredible and RBC like sponsors them. like it's just getting tons of 
exposure. Amazing. And um, and people are really interested in like getting their films launched here. It's like it's like it's like one of those, it's like a Sundance for queer cinema. That's fucking really. fabulous. I love that. Yeah. Love so uh, I, as someone who uh, pursues acting in television and film, I was interested in um, playing gay characters that were not like you know pigeonholed or you you know you're, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So to have something like this that I could go do once a year and watch films and sort of give myself some some confidence um, that I, I'm okay. Uh, being who I am and I'm okay being who I am in the audition room and if they don't want me that's their loss but I am fabulous as a gay man as a, and as a gay actor and I don't want to have to like you know go back in the I was never in the closet mm-hmm. so like why would I go back in an art form or in a, a place where I'm being expressed and there's so many stories that I want I want it to, wanted to tell and that needs to be told um, on that sort of platform so it's uh, been great to go to this film festival and see these films uh, and just sit in the theater with other people who love film and who are LGBTQ and yeah. that's amazing yeah. it's tricky in the acting world um, because I'm sure you know this too but mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, queer actors who choose to stay in the closet mm-hmm. because they feel like that's the right career choice to make because uh, they don't want to be pigeonholed yeah. into playing gay characters because that's only a small percentage of characters we see on the screen and I guess that's their prerogative Mm -hmm. but it makes me really sad yeah because I don't know I feel like they could do so much more for humanity yeah if they would just come out but again that's not for me to say but well and also there's like a whole bunch of straight actors playing like trans people and like queer people like so I don't know it's problematic as well but then it isn't because then they're getting people to theaters that wouldn't otherwise go see a totally homosexual love story <laughs> totally yeah. so it's it's this again it's this duality where it's like we're, we're taking all these leaps forward but we're also taking steps backward but it's kind of the way life is yeah it's kind of this like back and forth absolutely as long as people are sort of being kind and loving and that's ding, ding, ding. taking care of each other i think that's the most important thing so unfortunately we have to wrap up now no Start. no i know I'm the timekeeper. You're a fucking tyrant. I've taken the timekeeper from you, Tom. You're a tyrant. No, you need to stop. (laughs) You're done. Put you in your corner. We need to end on a high note Mm -hmm. because normally we, you know, take a depressing route in this podcast. It's okay. This episode's been okay. It's been... It's probably the wine. It's probably the wine, yes. (laughs) It is a a depressant. So I want to know, I want a silver lining. You don't need to go first. Um, You can think about it if you want. Tom, do you want to go first? Um, No, I can't think... So my silver lining this week is legitimately 20 minutes before you guys got here. Oh, yeah. I found out that I got into both PhD programs that I applied to. Which is, thank you. That's pretty amazing. exciting. That's incredible. That's incredible. I can't wait. And the best part is that it means I get to do my research project, which is looking at uh, digital queer activism in Canada and the United States. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. That's Maya Angelou quote with great responsibility comes great no with great power comes great responsibility you mean spider-man isn't that spider-man <laughs> i'm just kidding is that spider-man <laughs> no 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 it's, it's probably my angela i've only heard of <laughs> spider-man because i'm white black history month you mean spider-man <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, shocking yeah. <laughs> cal surprise oh, oh. <laughs> that new spider-man twink can i just want to enter him and never come out oh my god oh <laughs> Too much. Too That's far. a bold Lodging. move. Lodging. 
hibernating. <laughs> like a Chinese finger trap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just Adam's like family just reference. insert. Jonathan, mm, I can tell way. that you've known Tom for a long time by the way you react to his like absurdity. <laughs> He's so wild and crazy. But I love it because I'm like, that's part of me too, but like I would yeah, never be like that. But I like it. <laughs> please, you're the Tweedledum to my Tweedledee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wilder though. I, I'm like, I admire that. Uh, uh, please, uh, am I wilder? I don't know. You're yeah, pretty wild. I'm pretty wild, but like it's, yeah, like you're is it brazen? Is that the word? Yeah. Brazen. Oh, brazen. I've been called that a lot. In brazen. reviews of plays I've been in, I've been called brazen, <laughs> brazen. before. I love that. All right. I'll take that. Uh, my silver lining is... Oh, I just thought of it and now I've forgotten because we were talking about... Um, I watched... I mean, I took the day off the other day to sit at home and do nothing. And it was the best decision I ever made. Like, it really helped me with, like, just calming down and my mental health. And so I just watched a bunch of shit on TV and I watched Voyeur, which is a, a <gasps> documentary on Netflix. And it is so interesting. Creepy? Watch it. It's about a man who owns a hotel who <gasps> oh, I think I know um, has like uh, the, uh, the attic looks into all of the different, all yeah. of the hotel rooms. But it's actually not about that at all. Mm. It's about something way different, and you'll see that when and you deeper. watch it. But yeah, so that's I'm Voyeur excited. on Netflix. It really just fucked with my brain a lot. But silver lining. Yeah, no, it was silver lining. Yeah, because I was in in a good. Space. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also, we we watched not together, but at the same time, we watched Three Billboards. Oh yeah, <gasps> I just saw that. Did you oh, like yeah. it? I love. Oh, it's so good. It was fucking amazing. She's it so was... good. Frances McDormand's oh, amazing. Her performance was fucking. Incredible. Her like buzzed hair. Oh, yeah, so hot. I actually screamed out loud multiple times during that movie. Uh, oh, she's great. So yeah. did I. I laughed so uncontrollably out of shock. Yeah. So many times it's in good. that movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's it's good. It's in my top four of the year for sure. Nice. And like concise, like you just like yeah yeah, you know. totally. Mm. And Jonathan, my silver lining. So the, yeah. so this is like a positive. Yeah, there's um a new uh pot dispensary. Oh, in my neighborhood, and I and I'm like I Got don't it. go to these. Like I don't. I'm like I'll wait till it's legal, and I'll wait till I you know line mm-hmm. up at LCBO and get my pot on I'm not a big smoker at all um, like occasional at a party or something it's social mm-hmm. but there's a dispensary that opened up and I, I'd pass by on the streetcar and I walk by and people that go in and come out or they come out like smiling like they're so happy <laughs> and I'm just like what is this <laughs> place <laughs> slice of heaven yeah and like I'm tired of like waiting for friends who like have dealers and like you know like I want to get you know my own little thing for my I, I'm late to, the, late to the party on the whole pot thing so like I'm I have a little you know anyways uh, so I, I've been I've been going, and it's been really great. Oh, I love that. And does it make you feel happy? Yes. Does it and make like you can, feel paranoid. Well, you can find your strain. You can find your thing. You can I find need your. To find that. It's like finding your your wine varietal. You, you guys do you want need a to help me with that. Okay. Do you want a merlot? Do you want a cabernet sauvignon? And I so, and it's such a, I'm like well, this could be a solution <laughs> for a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, especially for alcohol. Like it's like a nice alternative to have. Um, but the but the sheer joy and like the variety of people that walk in, I'm like, what is this? Like moms and dads and students and lawyers and doctors, like everyone, everyone, everyone. 
I've been really silent on this issue on this podcast, but weed is like, I think it's a gift to this fucking planet. Like I'm obsessed with it and it's medicine and it helps. And I absolutely love it. All oh boy. It. Oh boy. No, it's, I was like, th- and I like, guess I, we'll argue about that later. Yeah. And it's not like me being like, Oh, I got a pothead and this is amazing. No, it's like, I'm watching people like interact and it's yeah. like this harmonious mm-hmm. space. And the people that work there, are just, they're happy and they're like, they, they just want to provide good times for people. That's so and nice. We, and don't we all need that? We do all sure. Need that. I'll 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 listen to that. I love it. Let's yeah. smoke. <laughs> do you want to get high right yeah. now? <laughs> no, definitely I'm kidding, not. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, no, no. This it's is just... a podcast, not a podcast. Oh. oh. Being dad, dad, if you want to get high after, hi, <laughs> daddy. I know a place. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was recently bequeathed with homegrown weed, which doesn't sound great, but it's really amazing. So hmm. I'll have to give you some before you go. Wow. It's a parting gift. That's it's pretty amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of parting, it is no. time to say goodbye. Yes. It is. Okay, so Jonathan, is... you'll come back. I'd love to come back. This is actually really fun. I was Great. really nervous. I know you were. Um yeah. But that's because I had that experience with one girl five gays. It was right. kind of kind of, it was great. Great, great, great. People were like emailing, oh, thank you for coming, you know, telling your story. But then, like, as a, as a human, which I am, I'm like, well, I still have, like, I have a job downtown, and I still live here, and people, like, it's, it became yeah. very invasive and personal, mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of scary when you, like, can hear your story repeated to you from people people you don't know, like, strangers, yes. who, like, know more about you than you. Like, We're was, like, just finding that out ourselves. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, right. I was on this public platform. Yeah. Being very intimate and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has that double-edged uh, energy. Well, we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. To share. I appreciate you asking me to be part of this. This is really cool. And again, open door. If anything comes up or like you think of something I want to talk to, you, just fucking reach out to us and just come scream yes. on this podcast. Definitely. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And on that note, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. What's Patreon? Uh, Tinder. Oh, what's Tinder? Patreon? You ask? <laughs> Patreon is. Uh, it's like a. You can become a patron of a certain like artist. So I don't know, like filmmakers or photographers or comic book artists have a Patreon. We do, and you can donate, and you can like donate to a tier. So if people give five dollars a month, um, now they get like a video of us editing and like be- a behind the scenes look. And if we if we reach a certain amount, then we do a live show. If we reach another amount, that we like we like have sex with a double end dildo. Um, <laughs> To decide who goes how, first that I, week. How do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a like an Indiegogo kind it's, of yeah, thing. It's a GoFundMe like, type it's thing. It's like, oh, well, we're spending... I don't want to sound uh, crass or tragic talking about this, but like, we're, we're spending a lot of money on this but because we love to do it, but it would be nice to make it back because in a way that we're doing a job and yeah it's not about profits it's about it's like, not about profits. it's, it's no, about like making sure that this art form can last it's mm-hmm. it's making sure we can sustain it because right now like especially like today which was so scampy like we're worried we can't yeah yeah um it was a scampy day <laughs> yeah it's, it's valuable this is yeah. valuable so is that's so that's all that's about yay okay well i can't wait to have you back yeah it was Thanks. so fun i feel like we like, just started to like get to know you and Aww, well sweet. i but you unfortunately already knew Tom, but I know, and yeah. he still showed but up I anyway. I feel like I know you a lot. No, we know I each like other to in passing more. to be like, hi. I think in the, like the last few years we've like been more like I think it was, yeah. comes at maturity. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Okay, well, this has been Do You Queer What I Queer, right? And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next, See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.